Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Utah Car Sense. Uh, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Adrian Lizer in for Austin Horton today. And uh, we've got Roger and George here from yeah. Mark Miller Subaru. And fellas... Uh, we've had a good first hour today. Yeah. We've been getting your calls, a couple calls about drives, and uh, we still want to take your calls. So call us, 855-340-ZONE. In the break, uh, I got thinking about what we were talking about, Christmas vacation. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> some of the cars in Christmas movies and some of the best cars out there. So I Googled it. Uh-huh. And, of course, the RV from Christmas Vacation. Well, that's, that's a classic. How, <laughs> do you, how do you top that one? As well as the uh, wood-paneled station wagon. Yeah. yeah. The that, family uh, truckster. Yeah. The family truckster. And uh, that's such that's one of the funniest opening <laughs> scenes in a movie. Uh, that's just such a good movie. Uh, the airbag going scene. off. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the, you know... Giving each other the the old uh, one finger salute as the, they've got the and then the giant Christmas tree of course on top of that car. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, so uh, that's a classic the couple snow of cars. Ramp. Yeah. Watch that car. <laughs> uh, that movie, uh, I, sh- I watched it with somebody who had never seen it before, and uh, they just were dying laughing. So it's still think, it still holds that, up. That movie's thirty years old now. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it was eighty nine. Yeah. So it's 30 years old, and it's still, I mean, the comedy holds up, yep. the storyline holds up. Amazing a, how Christmas movies tend to hold up a little bit better than a lot of other movies. Maybe know, it's just a... I think it's because it's a time of year, and it doesn't really, it, cha- it evolves a little right. bit, but it doesn't change still, a it's, lot. It's about tradition, yeah. and, you know, we always want to go back to, to what we liked a few years back. Right, and, yep. and I think that's, I mean, we always watch go down the same lane. movies and the Christmas story and, and, and different ones on, on Christmas every single year. Yep. I've not done that ever. Yeah. So I, I think. I mean, uh, when the kids were little, it had to be Rudolph and all those things. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm an old fart. <laughs> um, an old guy. And just <laughs> speaking of a Christmas story, there's, of course, the uh, the line that he said, you know, some men are Baptists, others Catholics. My father was an Oldsmobile man, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he drove the uh, 1937 Oldsmobile six-touring sedan. Remember, he blows the tire yep. Yep. in that movie. So that's one that people like. Um, let's see. Uh, Scrooge, the taxi cab. Is up on this list oh, yeah. when he rides around yeah, with the, the cabbie. About that one. Yeah. The cabbie. Yep. So uh, hey, if you've got some favorite car mo- uh, movies from Cars, especially you could count Santa Sleigh if you want. You could. You don't see Santa Sleigh in many movies. No, though. I guess it's an elf. They put it on this one. As elf. <laughs> the, the Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. the Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. a good one. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, call us in. Talk about your favorite car memories. Uh, if you've got any questions. Um, uh, that for for these guys about cars and also uh, what's going on at Mark Miller Subaru. And with that, guys, what what are some of the best ways still uh, to get into a Subaru when someone comes in to see you? What are the options? Leasing, purchasing, things like that. I, well, I mean, we we lease probably thirty percent of our vehicles that we we deliver every every month, month in, month out. Mm-hmm. I know, having been in the business forever, I've gone from I've done both extremes. Started out leasing, went back to buying and holding on to them. And I'm back to leasing because technology is changing so fast. Mm. I really like the safety technology. And let's face it, people get bored of things, especially in this day and age. (laughs) 
very few cars you take in are ever paid off. Oh, very few. You know, and rather than finance it for 72 months, like some people are doing, you might as well lease it for three years, and then you can buy that car out at the end of three years. What better used car to buy than one you created? You know what's going on mm-hmm. with it. Or hand it back, trade mm-hmm. it in, sell it, and get your next latest and greatest. And uh, I like what you said about the technology changing, because maybe that is what's best for you. It's pretty amazing. Because you're able to keep up with what's out there. Yeah, if you look at the... At least my wife, a 19 Outback January of this year, and you look at the 20 Outback, the, just with the new design and what they've done with the high side technology and the lane cent, what they're calling lane centering now, it will drive down the center of that lane. Yeah. Don't let go of the steering wheel, but it will keep you centered. <laughs> It'll actually follow the car in front of you if they can't see the two, white, you know, mm. two lines and just take some of the stress off of it. Yeah, that technology is amazing. It's yeah. incredible. I think that pace of, of innovation and technology change is only increased, and it's yes. only going to keep increasing mm-hmm. over the next few years. And, and I think you know that's why leasing is such a good option for a lot of people, is because they do want to have the latest and greatest technology. And you know it used to be that you know year to year, cars wouldn't change that much. You might get a different engine. You might mm-hmm. get a six-disc CD changer. You know mm-hmm. That was the big right, deal yeah. going forward. You know, yeah. Now the big deal is put a CD back in it. Now it's like, yeah, where, where do I even put a CD in right. this thing? But it's, you know, now we're talking about cars that can almost drive themselves and and lane centering and all these different technologies that would just be mind blowing 10 years ago um, or 20 years ago that that now are coming in standard on cars that people are starting to expect and want. And and you see it, you know, making a big difference in people's lives because it's it's reducing um, the the fear that some people have in driving at night with eyesight. Mm. Um, It's reducing, um, you know, some some folks. Are, are not as worried about you know maybe grandpa and grandma driving mm-hmm. um, because they do have a car with eyesight and backup camera and blind spot and all these different technologies mm-hmm. that can keep them out safer on the road. Is yeah. that is that technology? Uh, like I know sometimes in um, like Salt Lake where the roads get wet and the way you know it's kind of hard to see and things and it, yeah it seems like it does a really nice job even in those conditions. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it has a harder time seeing the yeah. lines just like you and I do. And, yeah, and it'll you turn off. Trying to address that. Mm. Yeah, it'll turn off if the system gets to the point yeah. where you know the, if the windshield's blocked, if it's right. fogged up, mm. or if there's snow exactly. build up, it, it can turn off. But it, it does it in a safe way, and it, and it definitely lets you know that it is it's off, and you are the only one. Then yeah, I think one of the and it's an innovation that's been around for a while, but Subaru brought it to our cars. I think in 17, yeah, 17 when they did the major minor redo on the Forester, mm-hmm. on certain models we have steering responsive headlights, and what a difference those things make. Yes. <laughs> you, you know, it turns the direction of the wheel and gives you a better, you know, line of sight. It's pretty incredible. Love incredible. that. You don't even realize until you... It's like something like that, and like, then yeah. You, yeah. Where, where, where were you all my life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I've had I had to I had to recall that I bring my car into, and, uh-huh. and and they put me in a new Outback, and I was amazed, like just oh. from a thirteen to a nineteen, night and day. It's so some it's changed. Like I was yeah. thinking, I, like I'm like just figuring out, you know, Bluetooth. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. I don't have to figure out how to finagle a cord through, you know, some open <laughs> FM station, you know, how we used to have to do that. And it would yep. kind of have a little crackle, crackle to, to it. it. Yeah, uh-huh. but Bluetooth. And then, you know, you get into the, the. I was just blown away by all the features that yeah. just the 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 uh, courtesy car had that they put me in, which is a great deal, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I've got 64 of those sitting in my 
lot than you have. I've got, I've nine, got 90. I've, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just the technology, uh, like you guys were talking about, it's night and day. You kind of, like, it takes some, for me, it took me some getting used to it. Was, I didn't realize how bad of a driver I was. Kind of because <laughs> that's all of us. It's like you wander, you wander, you wander. But I don't realize it. By the end of my three days with that car, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I am so good at driving." <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not upset the computer at all. We're friends now, but it, it, it's amazing how that stuff is just it changed. You right up. It yeah. really does, yeah. and and for frankly, that's a good thing for everybody oh, who yeah. kind of we get. We'll, we'll get kind of lost as we drive along, yeah. especially on long trips. We're just kind of wandering ourselves through mm-hmm. the through the drive that we're robots yeah, in. Yeah, how many times have you driven somewhere and go, what did I just pass for the last 10 minutes? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> I don't remember pulling out of my driveway. I had that happen to me. I moved my son to Florida for school, and we're driving across 10 o'clock at night, Louisiana, and it's, they built the freeway in the swamp as straight as an arrow, as dark as can be. And he's sitting in the passenger seat watching a movie on his laptop, and I think I did too for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I don't know what I hit. I hit something on there, some animal or something. Get this big old thumping uh, bag. What's and in Louisiana? Some gator out on the road? And <laughs> well, I, I couldn't have been a gator. We were too high up. But oh, you know, okay. possum or something. I don't. I, to this day, I have no idea. But I don't know how long I sat and stared at that computer driving what movie straight. Was it? Um, Statue of Limitations. Is <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it was. Uh, it was one that he loved. I don't recall what it was. Yeah, well, that's still funny. Yeah. That's a long drive. Speaking of drives. Yeah, and the worst drives when you're just driving straight. With everything <laughs> that I, he yeah. could move down there, the he's got a bike up on his rack, a dog crate up there, stuff full of stuff, dog stuffed in the back seat, everything full. <laughs> so overloaded, August, in the humidity, could not run the AC. We had four, 470 AC, man. All four windows down, trying. Oh, it was so hot, and then the humidity's oh, kicking in. Oh my goodness, it was terrible driving across Texas that way. Oh, oh man, that's well. Uh, that's when you wish you had all the new technologies. I would have killed for new... the latest technology. Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, leasing's a good way to go. If, yes, if, it is. If that's and I know, um, I was reading the uh, Subaru of America kind of released one of their kind of released a report of uh you know, and uh, the, you know Subarus continue to hold their value yep. uh, better than any other car so uh, at least like you said no one knows a used vehicle better than you if you made it used well exactly what happens when you lease a car you 3 years from now you have options you know a lot of people's lifestyles change every 3 years you yeah. have a kid you kids move away you change jobs whatever you want something different but you have the options. You can you can buy it out for the residual value. You know what that is going in plus tax. You can trade it if there's equity. And we we're in that down cycle right now where there's a couple of cars that have equity at the end. Most of them do not right now because mm-hmm. the market has mm-hmm. shifted and involved. But you've protected yourself against that. Yep. Let Subaru take the loss on that. That's what it's there for. You can uh, sell it. You know, retail it, and or drop it off and go. Yeah. I bought a lease. My car was a lease, and it was yeah. the best decision I made. It was like it was in such good shape. Yeah, and so like you uh, said, buy your own used car. Right, nobody, exactly. You know. Exactly, and uh, yeah, I I think one thing and um, that people think about when they think about leasing is the mileage thing. The old you got to do the, the right thing. Mi- you yep. got to do it right. Yep. I mean, we've had a couple come in this last little bit. They knew when they leased the car what they're you know doing, but and you have options right on that. Well, you, you do. <laughs> yeah. You do. Most people don't want to do it because it costs more money. Right. You know, you can do 10, 12, 15, or you can do up to about 25,000 miles a year. Wow, cool. But your payment goes up accordingly, and a lot of people are looking for that low payment. And 
We had a car come in that they leased it for 30,000 miles. It had 69,000 miles on it. They bought it out. They had no choice. Right. But they knew when they bought it. Yeah. That's what they were doing. Yeah. So, so the, you know, really, there's options for everybody. Your higher mileage drivers should be leasing cars because you, you if you're driving 20,000 miles a year mm-hmm. and you take a six-year loan on a car, you've got a 120,000-mile car at five years or at six years. Mm-hmm. You have a 60,000-mile car at three years. You might as well turn that back and get another one and go. Well, and you're taking all the risk at that exactly. point. Exactly. You, mm-hmm. you absorb all the... That's what we talk about all the time for, for high-mileage drivers is leasing is the way you should go, and you should be prepaying your, your miles because it's... Ten it's, cents it's a mile. Ten cents a mile. It's wholesale. You're not going to get depreciation that cheap no. when you when it comes to, you know, like Roger said, you're going to have a six-year-old car with 120,000 miles on it. It's not going to be worth anywhere close to what you, you know, you, you would... No. What you think it? What yeah. you think it is? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And you know what? That's honestly, that's not something I had really thought about. I think a lot of people, the maybe the natural opinion is that if I drive a lot, I shouldn't lease. And like I say, we can we can do it up to about twenty five thousand miles a year. Yeah, but if, the, if you're, you're driving forty, fifty, yeah. you, there's no good answer. There's for no you. good answer for but you. But explain <laughs> the, dep- the depreciation, how it actually can correlate to if yeah. you drive a lot, leasing might be a better option. That's yeah. something that people should know, especially when they're yeah. coming and see you guys looking for the best way to get and that's into a car. Which we try to educate them. You know, it's, it's mileage does matter, contrary to popular opinion out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, leasing has a bad leaves a bad taste in people's mouths generally for not understanding what they're doing right you know, salesman telling them because they're not going to be there three years when they come back so they don't care hmm. that mileage does, you know just lease it for ten thousand miles miles doesn't matter it only matters if you turn it back all the consumer hears is oh mileage doesn't matter what do you mean i gotta pay this much money <laughs> yeah you know so they're not doing any favors there um it used to be leasing got a really bad name back in the day when you did open-ended leases where oh you want the payment yeah. here we'll just adjust the residual up and you participate in that that risk no, no one writes open-ended leases in you in anywhere that I know. Anywhere you can do them. Yeah, I think it's it's. it's yeah, I think it's against the law now to do that, but it's a great way to hedge your bets mm-hmm. and give yourself options three years from now, because technology is always always changing. Yeah, and that's I like I said, that's something that I don't think people realize when they buy a car. Mm-hmm. Maybe that technology is going to be so different by the time. Oh, yeah. Um, even, like, you say you get a loan for five years or whatever. Yeah, five years is short. I mean, there's people that are creeping out to seven-year loans. It's That's like, crazy. It's nuts. It's, Lease. It's, Lease. At that point, yeah. Because all you're doing is leasing. You're doing it the stupid I way. I saw one for 96 months the, the other day. The Pacific Northwest. That's a common term. Yeah. Hmm. And all it's, it's stupid on so many fronts. The dealers that are pushing those ought to be shot because they just – They've taken away their long-term business. You're mm. putting a person in a position they'll never, yeah. ever be Yeah, you're not doing even. the right thing for your customers. You know, it's 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 insane. And it's interesting how things go full cycle. I don't know what you're seeing. We're seeing more people that are six, seven, ten, fourteen, fifteen thousand $15,000 upside down. Mm. We're seeing a bit of that too, yeah. We did, we, is we that did. from the long-term loan it, it, it's, deals? It, it's, or? It's, from rolling over multiple times. Oh, multiple okay. times, buying expensive vehicles. Financed them for a long time, wanting out of them. We did one yesterday. The guy was fourteen thousand upside down. Yeah, we see a lot of people upside down in big trucks. That was what it was. <laughs> yep, big. I mean, big trucks they buy these sixty thousand dollars yep. trucks, seventy thousand dollars trucks, and get tired of the gas bill and, the and they're yeah. they're not using them for work or for construction yeah. or for anything. They realize they don't need a truck, and then you they're tired that of eight, the thousand dollar payment. payment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the thousand dollar a month gas bill that goes along with oh, that. Yeah, and you're driving forty miles a day. Yeah. It's yeah. quickly, quickly adds up. Up and, and let's 
Chuck, uh, trucks ain't cheap. No, sometimes. No, no. You know, now, people, and people love them. I, I'm not much of a truck guy myself, but uh, I, it's kind of fun to drive those around. But yeah. I can understand how that all adds up quickly. I think it depends what circles you run in, because yeah. there's some. I mean, you go up to you know Utah County in some areas, or you know Eagle Mountain, and it's like everybody yeah. and their daughter is driving a lifted yeah. pickup truck. Yeah. yeah, and the sad thing is, 99 percent of them never leave the highway. Right, Ever. or or the Ever. Or the pavement, or yeah. I don't want to get my truck. Uh, if I spent sixty, seventy thousand bucks, I don't want to go out and get that thing dirty. Yeah, yeah. do you? No. I mean, you've got F two fifties coming in at a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I appraised one the other day that was like yeah. it was like a luxury RV inside. It felt like. <laughs> oh yeah, the the cab. The you got that got a thirty inch screen <laughs> yeah. and massage, and I'm like, what is this? A truck or? <laughs> That's my home, man. That's my home. You probably live in one of those. But, Throw one yeah. of those shells on the yeah. on the back. You yeah, can it's gonna be that. it's gonna be interesting for uh, Ford and Chevy in particular. Where, you know, where Ford is abandoned. Yeah, their cars. cars other than Mustang and not a smart play. The Fusion, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so they're they're going for the well, and it makes sense because they make a lot more money on SUVs and trucks. I mean, Ford oh, makes, like the crossovers as well as the trucks, right? Like so that. I mean, Ford makes most of their money off of their F one fifty, and they have not hit the limit of how high they can push these prices yet. That's starting to, I think. $100,000 is a lot for There's yeah. a lot of $100,000 trucks out there. There are. There absolutely it's insane. are. But I I don't know. I mean, I guess Teslas are selling it up in the 140, 150 range, so Yeah, talk about a uh, boat anchor. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, talk about an ugly SUV for Tesla in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> I think Tesla needs to redesign some things. You know, they're they're getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah. Well, don't time. get their new designers started cuz everything else will look like off. the Cybertruck. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think the hey, Cybertruck is so ugly. It's very pretty cool. No. Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll double take the first time I see one of those driving down the road, if they ever get off the ground. You know? Oh, who knows what they're going to do with them? It's just like where's yeah. the semi that was supposed to be out this year? Yep. Yeah. You know, revolutionizing it. Well, you know, too busy developing flamethrowers and things like that. Yeah, yeah boring tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, check. Uh, come in see these guys. Um, George, you're at. I'm at the Midtown. The store. Midtown, and then Southtown. Southtown for Roger, and they'll get you squared away. Um, I go to the Midtown. Sorry, man, that's hey, where I go. Go, go, I, go where it's convenient yeah, for you. Yeah. That's yeah. what we say. No, like I said, one store, two locations. Yeah. We we aim to cover the valley. So we, 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 we have friendly competitions between that's the right. two of us, but really, it's we just want to sell every car out. Yeah, there. And, th- and think yeah. about it that way. It's one store, two locations. Exactly. I, I think that's a cool way. It's like a, you know, you've just got multiple places that are easy for. It's e- it's remarkably easy to get yeah. to the Midtown store, and I would assume it's the same. Straight yeah, down State Street, street 10 miles straight down yeah. State Street. Just yeah. Really, yeah, it's interesting. Between the two stores, we've put, what, 32, 3,300 cars out there on the highway this year? New cars. New cars, yeah. New cars. Wow. I think total yeah. we're going to be 5,500. 5, 5, by 10 months out, new and used. It's yeah. amazing how many cars are out there. A lot of cars. Yeah, yeah. So. Our, our Toyota store is regularly doing 400 cars a month out of theirs. Yeah. It's Nuts. And yet, you guys, you said you some of your best inventory going into 2020 that you we had. We have our absolute best inventory I've had in six months right now. So it's a good time to buy a Subaru. Good, yeah, good time to come in. Sounds like you've got some 19s left, but mostly it's 2020. We were looking online, uh, you know, looking at old model years. Mm-hmm. 
There's a Dodge store here in town that has 319s on the ground and 2018s. Well, that's <laughs> funny that you say that. I got a call yesterday from somebody. Do you have any new 2018s left? I go, no. In fact, I only have three 2019s left, too. Yeah. And you, wow, they still have 2018s? Yeah. New ones? Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> you think? That's, that's not good for business. <laughs> Look at that book. Look at NADA book drop. Yeah. <laughs> Selling them for NADA value. Not <laughs> so what does, a, what does a dealership do with that if they've got I'm, a new car, though, that's years old? Unfortunately, I've never been in that position. Yeah, I haven't either, but you'd, I think you would just want to write it down and put it in your used car inventory. Yeah, so, Because right. at that point, you can tell a story. Hey, this is a used car with low miles rather than this is a new car well, that doesn't sell. Right. <laughs> the closest I've been to that, I have been in that position once. When I first got in the business, Yeah, we had a... 1990 Supra that was on the lot clear until September of 91. What? I love those Supras. No one bought that? Although they bought it, $4,000 below what we All paid right. for it. Oh, dang it. <laughs> but, no, you, That's a tough situation to be in, especially when you're trying you know, to move into the next year, right? Yeah, it's a balancing act. You know, Supra did a really good job of setting us up to sell out right. real, you know, relatively early, sometimes too early. Mm. <laughs> like we ran th- almost a month without any outbacks on the ground at mm. both stores. In between, you know, selling out the 19s and getting the 20s on the ground. So it's a balancing act. You know, you don't want to have too much going in. You don't want to have too little. So how long does it take if you sell out to get, and what Well, what type of inventory do you like to get back if you move, if you sell out of a car? Well, you want to replace it with the next count model right. year. So the Outbacks were going through a complete redesign, mm-hmm. and they had mm-hmm. dropped production down throughout the summer and kept the... Uh, pedals of the metal promoting it and so we ran out our last outback uh labor day weekend yeah it was we didn't earliest. have outbacks till october hmm. to replace and them. were people they saying want, where are the well, outbacks well you can't sell what you don't have right yeah, yeah. yeah you mean, can sell what's understand it's, yeah, yeah. you know the market's the market mm-hmm. and yeah, we've done that with cross tricks i was without a cross trick on the ground for three weeks because we just sold through them mm. yeah folks but, that could wait they ordered yeah. cars and took stuff coming in folks that couldn't they we tried somewhere else yeah <laughs> helping them out with something <laughs> yeah. else yeah. Yeah. yeah if we can get something they you know it's just inventory gets tight every once in a while and you just have to grin and bear it's just part of the Part of the uh, normal cycle of life with the car business. And then Subaru USA, how long does it take them to get you guys a few cars? Because they got to worry about all over the country, right? Right. Well, yeah. Again, it just it boils down. I mean, we've got a group of cars right now that's delayed a month because of the factory being shut for the holidays. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And Yeah, the logistics of... Life getting, is life, right? And yeah, then, logistics yeah. of getting cars out to everybody, it's pretty amazing because you go mm. through the factory. Oh, it's they, incredible. They've got a holding lot that holds, what, 4,000 vehicles. looks like a lot. Mm-hmm. It's literally two days of production. Wow. Yeah, they're constantly yes. turning those cars out, getting loaded onto trains, wow. trucks, yep. inspecting them. them. It's, it's it's an incredible insane. operation. It's, 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 I mean, and the then they run out of them. Of and people, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I read an article, like, the number of people that touch a new car after it comes off the assembly line, including transport, truck drivers, train operators, it's dozens of people. Oh, hmm. easy. Yeah. Easy. You know, think... And right now, in order to get some of our, car, our vehicles here quicker that come out of uh, out of Vancouver, they're, they went derailing them because we're getting too much damage in transit. They're trucking a bunch in right <laughs> to now. Get in to get the them in holidays. before they have the holidays wow. so we can sell them. Wow. Yeah. So they're pretty – it's amazing, you know, the logistics side of this thing is just insane. Plus, on your end, you're thinking we don't – 
you want to get the amount of cars that you can sell. You don't want to over inventory, yeah. right? But then you sometimes it sounds yeah. like it's a very interesting balance. It, it, it is a balancing act. I mean, Subaru is trying to get everyone to run with a forty-five day supply. I think I've got a, a fifty-six day supply right now, and mm. I don't know. What, I haven't looked at yours. I'm in the I think thirty-eight or so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been down through most of the last few months in a twenty-seven to twenty-eight day supply. So we just finally caught up with inventory. <laughs> Which is, that's crazy to me. You don't think cars like oh, we need a forty-five days supply. You don't really think about it then, but then you, it happens. Oh yeah, and uh, it's amazing how many cars go through a lot. Oh, it's you know, like say between the two stores, we're thirty-five hundred plus new cars, and then that's why the service center is so large. Is the it's not large enough? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the truth right there. To be expanded soon. <laughs> yeah. Ten years ago when we remodeled the Midtown store, it was overbuilt by three times. Right. And it's keeping up with it barely. Yeah. I mean, we got to be creative <laughs> and highly efficient yep. to, mm-hmm. to get all those cars through. But uh, Hey, I love the uh, scheduling yep. system now. Th- that's that's so much better, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. It led to things like that. You it's, know. it's made things for for me it's better than just like, hey, I better be the first one at 7 a.m. Right. Yeah. Or, and before they open and hope that Yeah, we got drop-off yeah, yeah. pick-up. Pick yeah. drop-off. Yeah. We're, we're doing all sorts of things yeah. to be able to, to get as many cars it, in and it, out It's as amazing the support crew we have for making service and everything moves smoothly and really the the way that it is and i'm sure it's the same at both but splitting certain jobs and yep. each side and you know the quick loop is so the loop they're is awesome. so fast and yep. they're so good at it so uh hopefully it continues to keep up for me i prefer to be in we're, we're, we're working on we try we try yeah. I mean, you know there's it's been good Subaru's had just exponential growth of, of what they call uio units in operation yeah we went uh, 10 years ago, the Subaru sold 235,000 cars nationwide. Wow. This year, they're shooting for 700,000. Jeez. Over 10 years. And you just, that rolls with these cars are now in service, and you got to mm-hmm. service them, take care of them. You get the things like Takata airbag recalls that yeah, you know, I saw we're going to buckle up and do it again. That'll fill your, your service department real quick. For, yeah. <laughs> you know, and a good chunk of the ones that we did on the first part of the recall, they're going to have to recall them again because things are messed up again. From Takata. Yeah, and, you know, recalls happen. That's just part well, of cars. Takata you know? was yep. just a bad yeah. decision by someone in charge there, and it yeah. affected every manufacturer out there equally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I just had a it's terrible. Quick, I had a quick recall the other day, like a rear gas, yep. rear light lamp something. Mm-hmm. Brake yeah, lamp switch. Brake lamp switch. Yep. yep. And, and it's just, you get that call, and you just go, all right. And you just yeah, go that in. That was just a little yeah, part. That, that was yep. a tiny little part. <laughs> and I was talking to, um, you know, uh, I forget his name down there, but. You know, he's just like, what, that little part affects this, this, or could affect this, yeah. this, and this, oh, yeah, and this. Yeah. And so it's just better to get it fixed. But I imagine that something like that coming up, you know, that fills up the service. Oh, yeah, even yeah, though, every little bit. Of yeah. So one of the things that they've done on the, on the 20s is they're redoing the head units on the stereos is allowing over-the-air updates on things. Right. So that will help. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. It's not going to alleviate everything, but it will certainly help. No. So, <laughs> a few things. Yeah. So yeah, all that stuff. The logistics yeah. are. I'm maybe I'm a nerd, but I find that stuff interesting. Just like imagining four thousand cars loaded onto trains and trucks oh, to just, get just a forty-five. Hand- oh yeah. A yeah, forty-five day supply to you guys. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just the handling of it. I mean, you get you know people load them on the rail cars there, then you got the railroad involved, bringing them across the country. They go here to the Roper Yard and. 
You have people unloading them, yeah. and then they load them on a truck, and they bring them out to you and drop them off. Yeah, and we're just two of 630 yeah. retailers. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's amazing stuff. It's it's pretty cool. All right, uh, coming up on the other side, we're still taking your phone calls. I also want to ask these guys about car sharing apps, as another one has folded uh, in North America. We'll get into that in a little bit. Is it sustainable, that kind of thing? We'll talk about that, and also um, what you can... Uh, what you can do if you get into purchasing a Subaru and what causes it goes to as the Share the Love event continues until January 2nd. That's all coming up here on Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Utah Car Sense. Good song here. Picked by Brian. One of the best Christmas songs there is. (laughs) Honestly. Might be the, it might be the most upbeat one. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the best Christmas movie out there. Now, you think about Christmas songs, you know, we got Christmas music playing all day long. And you hear the same 10 or 12 songs, over m- multiple over. versions of them all day long. Yeah, there hasn't really been a new Christmas song no. that really has stuck. I would say the most. Recent one was All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. That might be the most yeah, famous. she makes $4 million a year off her Christmas music, something like that, so, three or four. Well, yeah. There's a big marketing push to get that up to number one, I think. When yeah. you get a yeah. niche, though, you know, you, you, I suppose you use it. Yeah. You, go for it. you exploit it. If you're her, if you're smart, you exploit it. You don't hear about her until Christmas time, and then all of a sudden she's the most famous musician on earth, so... But that might be the most recent Christmas song. That's you guys probably hear that ten times yeah. a day as well. Oh yeah. So that jingle bells. Yeah, about, about six o'clock. It's like okay, I'm over Christmas music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll start all again the next day. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's, yeah. <laughs> this is my nightmare. Um, guys, I was uh, telling uh, you, and I've got uh, Roger and George here from uh, the Midtown and. Southtown South Town store, and uh, they're, they're, they want to get you into a Subaru, so go check them out. And um, until January 2nd, of course, is the Share the Love event. We yep. mentioned it earlier. $300 from a new purchase goes to that, uh, to either the Sharing Place or the Malinois Foundation. Or one of the national charities, the if national. you so choose. <laughs> Oh, so you have, yeah. I didn't know you got your choice of that, where that money goes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the two local, obviously, we love local here in Salt Lake, and uh, those are two great organizations that uh, Mark Miller Subaru is working with. And uh, if you didn't know, the Malinois Foundation is working on uh, service dogs. So for, they kind of fly below the radar. You know, the, the work they do is really good. Yeah. Their name's not out there as much as it probably should be. Not as much, be. but uh, they, they bring service animals to – uh, service members. Yeah, it's it, been fun. We've had um, in each showroom, we've had uh, representatives from both charities all all month on Saturdays, and boy, the dogs are so well behaved. Oh yeah, it's just 
I'd kill for a dog that well behaved. Yeah, no, it goes beyond <laughs> basic just yeah, obedience training yeah, and things like that. I mean, those dogs are um, the the lifeline to a yes. lot of people, and so um, they have to be able to you know perform in all sorts of situations, whether it's you know crazy loud. busy mm-hmm. loud environments or you know crossing the street or, or just going out doing the, the daily shopping with them. But those, they're just spot on. Yep, and and it's incredible how just how young they start them and 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 the amount of training that they do. Yeah, they had Jeff's dogs while they were waiting to move into the new house and they're saying they got to train the owners now they gotta train the owners. <laughs> <laughs> nice. they're very well behaved well, a lot of that training actually is for the owner oh the absolutely yeah. foundation does because it's you have to learn how to communicate with that um with that service dog uh and also uh, the sharing place which uh, works with children who need a safe place yeah uh, to go you know uh, talk and talk about the loss of a uh, loved one loss of a loved one um I don't want to say the exact stat, but Jeff gave me one of how many parents or how many uh, kids lo- will lose a parent by the time they're 18, and it's a, a it's a high number. It's higher than you would think, and uh, so uh, need a place to go and grieve and mm-hmm. talk and have group sessions or one on one and the sharing place. Uh, you know, it's a it's a great organization yep. in itself, and of course the the theme is hometown heroes yep. of uh, the share the love event, and then also five dollars of every oil filter will go towards those as well. So a lot of ways you can give back. Everyone needs an oil change. So uh, that I I, find, I thought that was a great addition to it. Honestly. It is. So, it was one that was a long time coming. It's, yeah. just, it's, a, it's function of deciding to do it. And. Yeah. So, uh, so check it out. Come uh, see these guys down there at either uh, Mark Miller Subaru location. Two locations, one store. It's a good way to think of it. Yep. Um, and they'll get you squared away. I wanted to bring this up with you guys. The... Uh, Share Now app base uh, the app that's a car sharing service. It will be pulling out of North America, and basically, it's kind of like they're they were trying to be an alternative to Uber and Lyft. Where Wait, I thought we were all going to stop buying cars <laughs> yes, and, exactly. and start sharing yes. everything. I wanted to ask you about that. Because yeah. as, as people and humans, we're so good at sharing things, yes. right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and basically, Definitely. this app you could go, you could find a car nearby, and they would let you in the car, and you could drive it. It's basically, like a short-term rental right. kind of thing, but. It's, it's a cool idea. It is, right? but it's interesting that it's pulling out of North America already. Yeah, I think they they figured out the North American market's a lot more complicated mm. than than like the European market is, for example, and and a lot less um, dense as or, far or as or even look population. at the East Coast versus West Coast, you know, right. or Midwest or yeah. But share now, I think they operated in a couple cities. They operated in New York, uh, Montreal, Seattle, Washington D.C., and Vancouver, um, and it sounds like they just. They had some backing behind them. I mean, they had Daimler, BMW, two big global automakers that that had you know ownership of ShareNow. They just couldn't. The, the rising infrastructure costs, the the lack of demand. It, it's, it seems like it was just too much for everything. Parking it seemed to be well, parking yeah, is very expensive. Yeah, yeah, think about yes. DC. You know, I, we get back. I get back to DC quite a bit because my son lives outside of it. But mm. when you go park in DC, it's ten bucks an hour minimum. Right. Yeah. Think about trying to make a profit off that car oh. sitting somewhere yeah. for 24 hours. You know, you're you're 250 bucks a day just to pay for parking if it's sitting. And that would be the company that's paying for that, right? Probably. Yeah, it'd have to be. Because you I, can't just have. I don't know how you recoup that. Yeah, and I don't know how you tell a customer, "All right, pay for our parking until the next person comes along." Yeah, well, it might be sometime car. next week, yeah. but. 
Well, and I think, you know, the, the price has to be right. It has to be convenient. You have to have enough cars to mm-hmm. where the people that actually want them can find them. And it's like, okay, we already have a service that provides all this. It's called a rental car. Yep. Right. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's solving a problem that didn't really exist, I think. Well, I was trying to solve it a different way. Yeah, trying to, <laughs> trying to use technology, and, and but you know the the rental car companies they've adopted the technology to where mm-hmm. you can get in and out and and make your it's not as pa- painful as it used to be. To well, it's one thing to to put something out there; it's another thing to make a profit at it. I mean, look at Uber, look at Lyft; they're sure. losing billions, billions of dollars a year. Yeah, billions with a B. Yeah, <laughs> and yet Crazy the companies that. are worth billions with a B. And they're not generating any profit whatsoever. Right. Yeah, and they went public, or at least Lyft, when they went public, that was a pretty small uh, initial offering for them, too. So it's hard to make money in the sharing business. Like you said. Well, look at WeWorks. I mean, take away from cars. WeWorks, they finally realized he was a real estate company. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They still paid him a billion dollars to get him out of there. (laughs) Um, Another story here. In a story that would make any car lover cringe, a uh, semi in Detroit carrying two brand new oh. musty sh- uh, Mustang Shelby GT 500s oh, no. took a spill, tipped over, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> think think about it. those things are pre-sold. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. For a long time, yeah. how would you, as a salesperson or a dealer, like to make the call? Hey, Mister Customer. I got some bad news. You know your car you waited for for two years? You're, it's on its side. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have to keep waiting. <laughs> you're going to have to wait. You're in the back of the line again now. Uh, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's uh, it's tough to tough to see nice cars. It's like uh, the the uh, STI, the the one that they only sent the a couple. S209, to, the yeah. S209. The S209 that we, I was talking about. 209 of them. Yeah, and uh, you guys were able to get... Two. Three, two, no, we got right? two. One, one for each store. Right? Yeah, yeah, one each. And they were sold long before they yeah. got here. <laughs> I'm just imagining you two having to pop on the phone and oh. tell someone that that car was. Uh, but it happens. I mean, you yeah. have cars disappear from your pipeline every oh, yeah. once really? in a while. Yep. Yeah. Every it's like, hey, what happened car- to that green limited oh, that was coming in? It's, it's like, gone now. Yeah. Really? Interesting. Or, or yeah. one of the funnier phone calls when I was working at a Toyota store, every once in a while, cars get put on the wrong train. <laughs> yeah. And I had taken that, sold a car to a friend of Mark Miller's that uh, was in transit and was supposed to be there in two weeks. And I looked at it and said, it should be here, barring anything unforeseen, unless they stick it on the train the wrong way. Little did I know, that car went on the train the wrong way. <laughs> wow. It took six weeks to get it back, oh, turn no. around back here. Yeah, it's not exactly, uh, like a car is not exactly something you can just... Well, flip around on a not on no, a you train. Get, on a different box. Well, yeah, you, know? you yeah. gotta get that you know, that whole rail full of cars went east when it should have gone west. Oh my goodness. And yeah. sat on a side rail for three weeks before they had a way to get it there, you know, <laughs> put it back to the west. Uh, no, <laughs> how does that happen? And how does a car disappear? That's interesting. Well, like, I, do I, you I, find I, it eventually? If that if no, you say they're where they're they give you a different one. Yeah. Or, yeah. Huh. But cars do disappear. I remember Toyota they've got their uh uh, yard in Long Beach, and there was a four-year-old Tercel, or I think it was Tercel, that they lost back in a corner behind one of the oil rigs. The they Derek's found it. There. They found it and sold it for dirt cheap, brand new. Wow! <laughs> but it does happen. Not yeah. very often. It's, it's a wonder it doesn't happen more often. Well, we were talking earlier about all the logistics of, yeah. frankly, just Subaru trying to get all yeah. those cars everywhere. Think yeah. of all these used cars moving well, around yeah. to different auctions, yeah, yeah. and, so, I mean, and there's. 
transporters yeah. that are well you got ships involved you have rail yards yeah i mean look at the ship that sank uh that had four thousand nissans on it here oh yeah no. ago. yeah four thousand nissans at the bottom of the ocean yep they'll be coral yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just they're gone we wonder why we find so much stuff in the ocean oh yeah that's that a whole another crazy. a whole another program yes yeah. it is, but yeah that became a uh that became a brand new reef down there. Yes, at the it will the eventually. Um, I was. I'm just clicking through these cool news stories now that we're on our. If you have any more calls, we've got about ten minutes. I left. think they're all out Christmas shopping. Everyone's out Christmas shopping. If you want to give us your call, though, you can come on in, and or you can come on the air, and uh, we will take your call. We've got. Uh, we're talking driving stories and Christmas. Maybe some of your scariest moments. Um, I'm looking at this new because I'm a big fan of this car. The new STI. Um, and the WRX, the 2020 white, looks like a pretty cool yeah, vehicle. It'll be fun. Um, what's the what do they do for these cars that make them so special in people's minds? The WRX is something that it's kind of like a cult following, almost a little bit. And yeah, people you, love that car. You definitely have a following for you know the. Uh, and you guys get a lot of demand for those kind of cars, or are you you know find yourself more in the regular cars. Depends. There's demand for it. But there's the, demand. The one-offs are really in demand. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and especially when they number them. Like the Series Y, right. they're only making 500 of them. There's going to be demand just because they're limited, right? And not every dealer is going to get one. Yeah, because... There's 130 dealers that won't see one. Mm-hmm. Just like with the S209, there were 421 dealers that didn't see it. And that was based on, I want to say, customer... It was based on WX production and customer satisfaction. And customer satisfaction, right? Yeah. And so that's pretty incredible. So there were two into the state of Utah, let alone. Well, there was there was four. I think four that I'm aware of that came into the state of Utah. No, five. I think we each each retailer. Yeah, all five. Got one. All five got one. Yeah. We did something unique with with ours. Most of the retailers out there. I don't know about the ones in Utah. What they did, but there were retailers out there that got them across the country. They were putting an addendum on them for ten, fifteen thousand dollars, just additional dealer profit. And we, uh, one of our product specialist came up with an idea i know we don't side sticker cars what if we did something and had them donate to one of our charities oh yes this was a so, great story yeah, yeah. I love so that they did this, this was a great story um you know we talked with the customers that wanted the cars said look this is what we're asking a five thousand dollar donation to one of our partner charities yeah or in the case of the of uh of the people that bought one from idaho to one of our national charities and so uh the gentleman that bought one from midtown donated to uh Recycle Utah. Recycle yeah. Utah. <laughs> was, <laughs> yep. And then the one from Idaho, they went to uh, Make-A-Wish and Meals on Wheels. Yeah, I split thought... The, split the donation. I thought that was a really cool thing, that yeah. they were able to figure out the, hey, this is the difference on it. Well, and, and both customers, hey, we don't want to pay additional profit. We're right. down for this. We'll do this, no problem. And so it's that's, pretty cool. That's really cool. And, you know, they get the probably the car of their dreams. Yep. And uh, five th- recycle Utah that can go a long way there, exactly. and of course Make a Wish is such a great yep. foundation. And Meals for on Wheels, Meals on Wheels, yep. uh, millions of meals have been provided oh, by Subaru uh, through the Meals yep. on Wheels. So uh, I love that the company has a lot more in mind than just it's more than a car company. It's more than they a car truly company. live what they say, and uh, yep. I think that you know that starts with the promise pricing, and it goes all the way down to yep. the the charity donations, mm-hmm. or even I know that. The uh, 
just the environmental impact of Subaru, their the aim is to be as minimal as possible. Well, the Indiana plant is a zero yeah, waste. Zero waste, and then and I that's know, pretty incredible. You see the size really of that plant, yeah. and there's not a drop of waste. Right, yeah. and then that mid, comes mid, out of it. Midtown, I know you guys have a lot of, and you guys We've probably got do solar too. panels, solar yep. panels, yep. And yeah. the, low the flow solar. toilets. Yep, and the and the, All, you know, the lights, lights. and the, yep. So uh, I think. Uh, it's much we're, more, doing, we're doing our part. Much more than a car company. <laughs> we're I trying. Think, and I think it works with, you know, customers see that. Yep. They, that's why they would go to a company. Not just because you're getting a great car, but because it will. I think our three stores are the only stores that have solar on them in Utah. In Utah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Our two super stores and our Toyota store all have solar. I think that's and that's that's great in my yep. opinion. So, And I, as I say, I'm one of those uppity millennials and all that. But <laughs> I, for me, I appreciate that stuff. All right, let's get back out to the phone lines. Thomas, how are you this morning? Thanks for jumping on the morning, show. Good morning, Thomas. Hey, good morning. I have a question for you. You're talking about stuff going to the bottom of the ocean, and it made me think of uh, something as far as like electric vehicles go. At what point are we going to start seeing electrical electric vehicles become more of a predominant and safe bet for like the secondary market after they've been used for a couple of years? I know right now they, I mean, people are selling them, but they're they lose value so quickly, and then the batteries are issues, and you never know if you're going to get one and have to replace the battery. And I know with Subaru just coming out with their new electric that Jeff was talking about last week that he was trying out. I'm just wondering when 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 can I actually afford a, a used uh, electric vehicle? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> great question. 10 to 15 years. Oh, great question, Tom. Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I think you can afford a used one right now. I mean, if yeah. you look like a Nissan Leaf, they're 45,000 new. We were selling them. We, I won't stock them anymore because some issues we've had with them. Yeah. They, but you could buy a three-year-old Nissan Leaf for ten grand. But the question is, what kind of um, shape is it in? Like the batteries? And yeah. Well, like the ba- yeah. The how ba- reliable it would be for how long? Yeah. I can't answer that question. A lot depends on how you use that car. Yeah, I think the the market's going to have to develop quite a bit more and mature, um, especially the the technology on the the electric side on the batteries. You're going to have to have a lot more players come into the market. You're starting to see GM come on big on electrification. Ford came out with their Mach 1, I think they call it, their fully electric SUV. Um, Subaru's coming out with theirs. So I think as you start seeing bigger players come in, not just, you know, Tesla and Nissan, who have kind of been on opposite spectrums of that, with Tesla being on the high end, Nissan being on the the low end with the Leaf, um, especially with the driving range. I think the driving range is going to be what determines year. the price point of the the used vehicles coming out of the market. And I think what Jeff is driving is a hybrid Crosstrek, so it's it, it uses gas. Which is a cool. It's I, I really think cool. I think plug-in hybrids is going to be really Probably the better way the, to go. The the way of the future as far mm-hmm. as being able to use all electric mode and in city driving. I think Jeff said if you keep it under sixty-five miles an hour, he's 60. A, or sixty, he's able to keep it in in full EV mode. Hmm. That way, you're out doing the grocery shopping, going to drop off the kids at school, going to work. You're, you're mostly in EV mode. You're not putting out um, any uh, any exhaust to um, to clog up the air. Yeah. Um, and then you need the range. You need to go like. I just went on a 2,000-mile road trip. I couldn't have done that on an electric vehicle no. at, at all. Um, and but you could have driven all electric in Portland. Could have driven all yeah. electric in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So it sounds like maybe the, the technology catches up so that everyone... I, I, maybe I think you're saying three, 10 years produ- out. Yeah, production, technology, availability. Because you've got to get enough out there available to actually develop that, yeah. that secondary market. Yeah. And, and I, love the, I love that we're getting there, but it's... Yeah. You know, I drive a 2009 Corolla, and... I'd love to drive something a little bit more eco-friendly, but at the same time, that's kind of the 
the sweet spot for price range. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, UTA is no help with all of their issues they have with the trains and tracks and right. stuff and the time limit. So oh, it's, well, it's exciting. I'm excited to, to save the environment and maybe create some more reefs on purpose instead of uh, dumping cars on the back. <laughs> right. on yeah, exactly. I agree with you, Tom. Hey, well, <laughs> yeah. thanks for the phone yeah, call. Thanks Appreciate for calling it. in. That's a great question. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, it's a great point that it, we're getting there, but. It's going to take a little time. I, I like what you the word use is mature. Yeah, the, yeah. the market's got to kind of catch up a little because it's electric vehicles, they're still fairly new yeah. in, mm-hmm. in the scheme of things. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the first Prius came out in 90... Was it 98? Yeah, it was 98. Yeah. 98. Yeah. I'd say it was 98. And then, I mean, first full electric was... Well, 506? No, because uh, Toyota had an electric Grab 4 that they would only lease to oh, that's right. the yeah, government they had that. in yeah. uh, California at the same time as Prius. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it may, and maybe the, the future, the nearer future as it becomes more affordable is that I think hybrid. Plug, plug-in, yeah. elect, you know, plug-in hybrid is and probably that. I think yeah. the market could go so many different directions. Yep. I think plug-in hybrid, <clears throat> I still think hydrogen vehicles have a very bright future to where you don't have to change infrastructure as much as you do with battery technology Fair, and charging yeah. stations mm-hmm. but it's, it's going to have to see where know. the market demand is going to be too because right now there's no not much demand for electric vehicles strangely i would think but yeah but i, I like the plug-in <laughs> hybrid maybe a little bit like it's i mean we're starting to see some demand on that we, we've sold probably 10 or so of the plug-in yeah. hybrids because it's hard to justify i mean as a as a consumer you would say oh i like for me, I would say I would like like Thomas was saying, want to be more eco friendly. How can I do this at an affordable level? But I don't. It'd be hard to justify purchasing a car that's right. like, hey, I can only drive it in the city. If yeah. I'm going on a road trip, and I that's gotta the leaf. Someone's the, car. the leaf yeah. is the only you can only drive it in the city, and they they lose their. Uh, let's get one, one quick more, one more quick one huh? more quick phone call. Dan is on the line. He's going to wrap the show up. What's for up, us. Dan? What's up, Dan? Hey, Dan. Uh, well, I have a story that uh, my team. Um, teenager assures me I'll think is funny later on in life. <laughs> <laughs> Always the case. Uh, I'll keep it short. They, Him and his buddy decided to go up a road that was groomed for snowmobiles, but this was in uh, my son's friend's grandma's car. They ended up getting stuck. My wife ended up going up there in my new Tundra, Um and my son talked her into going up that same road, got stuck. I was in bed. I had to get up at 5 in the morning. Um, my ro- my phone rang, rang, rang. I finally woke up, took my Tundra up there, or my, uh, my Tahoe up there, and went to pull out the truck and ended up, I was downhill from the truck and ended up getting stuck because I couldn't go forward because I couldn't get any traction. I couldn't go backwards because I had the tow rope on. Um, my son's buddy's vehicle was up there. They, His mom came with another vehicle. They went up. It got stuck. Mm. We called the tow trucks. They came up. I ended up cutting my tow rope and going home in the Tahoe. And then the tow truck uh, said, well, I can't drive up there. I'll get stuck. <laughs> So they ended up getting a, a little snow cat in the next morning. Needless to say, 4 a.m., uh, everybody was home. But then 7 a.m., 
had to go back up and get those out. Oh, oh man. Great story, right? Yeah, right. Funny. You'll think it's funny someday uh, for sure. Someday when you're telling your grandkids, you'll think it's funny. <laughs> anyway, thanks anyway, for the call. Anyway, have a good day. Yeah, Enjoy so your much. show. I appreciate it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us here on Utah Car Sense. Big thanks to George and Roger. Go see them at the Midtown and Southtown stores. They'll get you squared away in yep. a new Subaru for you, whatever way you want to purchase that vehicle. So, uh, they, uh, thanks for having me in, guys. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for being it. here. Sitting, sitting in for Austin today. He'll be back next week. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Happy Holidays. And uh, that'll do it for us here on Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru.